This is North Pod, a North Melbourne fan podcast, hosted by Jason Hunt. Hello and welcome back to North Pod for this special bonus episode. Um, hopefully we've all recovered after that horrific loss on the weekend. Obviously, if you're listening to this during the week, uh, it's probably about a week or so ago that uh, Jack Zebel decided to retire. So I just thought, um, you know, I'd record a little podcast, I guess, just talking about his career and... Yeah, I mean, celebrating his career, I guess, for the most part. Um, so it's just going to be a shorter little bonus episode. I was originally going to put it within the regular week's episode, but it, it just didn't feel right. Sort of bogging bogging this down or um, tainting this with, with the rest of that podcast. So, um, yeah, I thought, jump on. Let's let's talk about Jack Zeeblin and some memories that, that I've got of him. I did have to look up a few things and remind myself of a few things because the last sort of three or four years has really really shaped the way that I remember some some players um so yeah Jack Jack's had a fantastic career and I, he's going to end up with about 280 games I think it's worth kind of remembering that he was captain through a really tough period uh so he's captain 2017 to 2022 and you know he took over from Swallow who was, was captaining during that prelim final era that we had with Brad Scott. So 2017, we're just coming out of that. That's, you know, that's the year after we've we've culled Ferrito and Petrie and Harvey and we're sort of, you know, that's when Brad Scott thought we should be doing a really massive cull and, and cutting right back. And, um, yeah, so we had a couple of mediocre years and then obviously the last several years where he's had to captain a, a really pretty bad side to be fair and I think you know he's he's done a fantastic job in terms of being a leader he's had a, a year or two here and there where he hasn't had fantastic years personally and um, I think he's definitely struggled to have as much impact the last few years as, as he had when he was younger playing through the midfield but in terms of his leadership qualities I think you know he's he's someone that you'd want to you'd want next year running out beside you, you know he's got your back. He's always sticking up for sticking up for the younger players and um, you know, put putting his head over the ball, leading by example. So he he's been a fantastic leader for us, Zeebs, and I I tweeted last week that I don't really love the term shinboner. I think it's a bit of a it's a bit of a nothing term, but he, he really is that. He's gotten the most out of himself. It's not the most skilled player, but you know he's a heart and soul player, and um, you know has has played some really good footy for us. It's kind of interesting to think about, you know, when we drafted him and when he was young. I certainly would not have thought that he would be this versatile player. Um, obviously at his peak he was, you know, midfield bull and kind of the mainstays in there with Swallow and Boomer would run through there. We had Nicky Dell and Sean Higgins, like all of these kind of players running through the midfield, but. He was that big-bodied bull who put his head on the lo- head over the, the footy and put his body on the line. So sometimes too much so, um, particularly early in his career, there was 
several suspensions, which I'll talk about soon, just in terms of him getting, you know, a bit overzealous and, and not attacking the contest in the safest way, either for him or for opposition players, because he he injured himself a bit too and got got smashed around at times. Um, but yeah, he was, you know, he was a fantastic midfielder. I wouldn't, he wasn't elite, but he was, he was a good midfielder and, um, you know, he played a fantastic role for us in those sort of mid, mid teen years. Um, and later on, well, I guess throughout that, he, he'd play a bit of forward line too. And in 2018, he kicked 35 goals, backed it up with 24 goals in 2019. He was pretty inaccurate, um, in front of goal. So often he... You know, I think that year that he kicked 35 goals, he kicked sort of 30 or 40 points as well. Um, and he was one of those perennial, you know, he'll kick it from 48 kind of on a relatively tough angle, but then miss one 30 out sort of slight angle. Um, but, you know, he was a great mark on the lead and, you know, had had some great qualities as a forward, even if I don't I don't know that, you know, he, he wasn't suited to being a full-time forward, I guess. But playing third fiddle... Uh, worked for him sometimes and then you know 2020 and 2021 he played quite well in defense he made that switch to you know allow the forward line to grow in the midfield um, department to to shuffle around and yeah I mean he's done that the majority of this year as well and I think yeah as I said I just wouldn't have picked that he would be that kind of versatile player that could play midfield I mean, essentially, the only position he hasn't played is is Ruckman. He's played a, a key forward. He's played more of a small forward kind of role. He essentially has played on talls and smalls in defence. Um, he's played that intercept defender pretty well at times. Not always the most accurate kick, but he, yeah, he throws he throws on the boot. He can kick it a fair way, and yeah, as I said, he, he made a contest at every opportunity. He was. Just again, you could never question, and I'm talking about like he has retired. He's still got a couple of games left, but you wouldn't question his attack on the ball and in his attack on the contest. He's just one of those players that, that love body contact. So yeah, I think that's kind of a summary of of him as a player and and what he brought um, brought to North Melbourne. I, I was going to flick through a couple of couple of memories. Um, there's there's quite a few that that came to mind when I thought of Zebes, but. I'm just going to talk about a couple of them. I think, for me, my most distinctive early memory of him was was 2011, uh, where he had 41 disposals against the Dogs. And I thought, you know, I think that might have been his third year. I think 2009 was his first year. And, yeah, he had 41 touches. And I, I thought, is this the, the start of us, you know, is this another accumulated midfielder? Do we have a a Dane Swan type player on our hands that just racks up the footy. Um, wasn't to be. Um, he, he wouldn't wouldn't hit those heights again. But for me, at least, that was kind of a breakout game in terms of the amount of footy that he was able to get playing that midfield role. Because I think you know we know it's not that's not everyone. Like Nick Dacos is an is an accumulator. He just always knows where the ball is, and we haven't had a heap of those. Over the past sort of ten or fifteen years, I'd I'd say Sam Gibson did a pretty good job of racking up disposals, arguably butchering it at, t- at times. Um, obviously, Boomer in his prime as a midfielder was a great accumulator, but you know I can't think of too many that were good for thirty disposals every week. And you know that didn't end up being Zebes, but he did have those games where he'd 
you know, pick up 30 plus and, and kick a goal or two. And that, that game against the Dogs, I, I distinctly remember, you know, thinking, gee, like, have we got a player on our hands here? And, you know, he was a high draft pick. So it's not it's not, a, it's not as if it was a massive surprise that he was getting heaps of disposals, but that certainly was a breakout game for him. Early on, as I said before, he really struggled with controlling his body going into contests. Um, had a couple of pretty significant bans due to, due to big big bumps. In 2012, he got a four-game ban for attacking the ball in the air, um, and he hit Joseph from Carlton. And this, I distinctly remember this one because, you know, we were it was a different time in terms of concussion and protection of the head in the AFL. And I just remember being so angry that I perceived that he had just attacked the ball a little clumsily and he was going to end up with a four-week ban. Um, I think at the time it was it was two or three, but it had been elevated due to prior hits. He had a bad uh, reputation, which counted for something back, um, back in those days. He got some loading. But, yeah, I just remember... I think I put out a post on Facebook because that's what we did back in the day and just talked about how frustrated I was that he was attacking the footy and was getting suspended for it. But I just, yeah, I distinctly remember he he just jumped, launched himself at the ball, I think essentially hip and shoulder, Joseph in the head. Um, But as I say, again, he was attacking the ball. I think that's something that I want to make clear in that he was copying these suspensions early in his career, not as a dirty player who was, you know, hit, hitting off players that were vulnerable, but he was just clumsy and didn't um, didn't attack the ball in the most effective way, I guess, in terms of protecting himself or, or protecting opposition players. There was a similar incident where he knocked out Nick Rewalton in 2011. Similar kind of thing. He didn't quite launch as high that time, but kind of jumped going towards the ball and trying to make a contest where it possibly shouldn't have. And as we know, I mean, Nick Rewalt was such a courageous player. He was often putting his head in, in spots that put himself in danger, I guess. So, yeah, that's certainly my my early memories of Zebes is that he, you know, he was a big body and unfortunately sometimes he was a bit clumsy with it and just, yeah, went for those, had a couple of suspensions as a result of some of those big hits. In terms of, you know, more positive and more recent memories, 2014 semi-final against the Cats, he kicked two last-quarter goals, which were crucial in us getting across the line. That's that same match where Goldstein came across and took a mark with about, I don't know, 30 seconds left that kind of sealed it because um, the Cats really came home with a wet sail that day and had Zeebel not kicked a couple earlier on in that last quarter, it might have been a different story. That was him... You know, pinch hitting in the forward line. That was back when he would sort of go between the midfield and the forward line. And yeah, he took two marks on the lead and kicked two goals late in that game to help us get across the line and into that prelim. Um, I think that was the year that we went on to lose to the Swans, if I recall, in the prelim. Uh, I can't, yeah, I can't remember if it was the Swans loss or the West Coast loss. But yeah, he played a big role in that match. 2018, um, I think a lot of people remember this one late in the season against the Dogs. Ben, it goes into our forward line with you know less than 30 seconds on the clock. We're at less than a goal down. Ben Brown sort of toe pokes it towards Zebel, who snaps it, kicks the winner, 
and it's just one of those things. Obviously, 2018, we didn't go in, go on to do anything in particular. Didn't make finals, but that was a big win for us at the time. And I just distinctly remember thinking, gee, Ben Brown's such a clever player. He knows that he doesn't have time to pick it up, but he's he's chipped it over to Zeebs and Zeebs snapped it home for a goal. I, Yeah, it was a, that was a great memory. And I, the last one, he's just, he's one of those players, I think, that's kind of makes me feel old. Because um, obviously, you know, he's retiring, having played, you know, 14 or so, 14 or 15 years. And I distinctly remember him debuting. I've, you know, followed him his whole career. As I said, I think his first year was, was 2009. So uh, that's the year I was in year 12. So I probably started following football super closely a couple of years before that. I'd say maybe 2005, 2006 was when I when I really got into it and can remember watching games pretty closely. Um, but yeah, I mean he's one of the first one of the first players that's I've watched him the whole way through. He's played a full career and he's he's now retired. So I I am feeling a little old. But yeah, fantastic career. As I said, just a true true shimboner as much as I hate that terminology at times probably would have made 300 if he 300 games if he didn't spend so many games out suspended because <laughs> um, he really was pretty durable otherwise uh, obviously had a couple of leg breaks early early days and like everyone's had a couple of other little niggles but I wouldn't say he's been super injury prone it's just yeah he's probably lost 20 odd games through suspension mostly early in his career. So, yeah, great that he can retire a one-club player. We know that there's there's not many of them going around anymore, these players that play a full career at one club and then and then retire. And I don't mind that. I, I get, like, footy's a, footy's a business. Um, so I'm not so... Anyway, I'm going off track. I think it, it's been a real privilege to watch him, and I think... Whilst he's not been, he's probably never been our best player, and that's reflected in you know he's. I don't think he's won a Sid Barker. Um, he's never won an All Australian. Like he's just one of those. Up until the last couple of years, you'd just never, you'd never drop him. He's reliable. You know what you get, what you're going to get from him every week. And I think when you look at the North Melbourne team now. You know how many players like that do we have playing for us at the moment? And I, it's rhetorical, but not many. So yeah, that's that's really all I wanted to want to talk about. Um, just wanted to celebrate a fantastic career, and I know he's doing some assistant coaching for the AFLW North Melbourne side. It's going to be interesting to see what he does with his career post footy. Yeah, I guess I'd I'd like to wish him all the best. I'm sure he's listening as a faithful Northford listener. Love to have you on one day, Jack. If you you got some got some spare time, but yeah, that that's all. Just wanted to do a quick little reminisce about about Zebes. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this little midweek drop. Uh, let me know on social media or um, you know however you like. If you if you like the the extra podcast, there, there, there's going to be some opportunities probably to do some extra things come the end of the year. So if 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 you like this, let me know. And yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the the podcast hopefully we can get up on the weekend um sure, sure we can sure we'll be right have a good rest of the week and uh, as always go north
Thanks for listening to another episode of North Pod. Please subscribe to the podcast on your app and give me a rating or review if you can. I'd really appreciate it. You can find me on all social media at North Pod Show. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, threads. You name it, I'm there. I'll see you next episode.